It's no secret that gaming companies want you to spend your hard-earned cash on their products. In principle, there's nothing wrong with this. Even though video games can be expensive, consumers should be satisfied so long as the titles they buy are of the highest caliber. But there are some studios that don't even hide the fact that they don't care about their game's quality. Some developers expect people to spend a fortune on their games simply because they've been hyped up like crazy. As a result, we've created this list as a bit of a PSA. I'm Jess from What Culture, and here are 10 shameless cash grab video games you must avoid. Number 10. The House of the Dead Remake Although the arcade version of the original House of the Dead required a light gun to play, the 2022 reboot just uses a regular controller, compromising the experience. The gyro aiming is so inaccurate you'll turn the feature off after 5 minutes if you're still alive, and use the motion stick instead which isn't much better. Even though the graphics of the House of the Dead remake are very basic, it takes slightly longer than an eternity for each level to load. Even if you get past these issues, you'll tire of this reimagined rail shooter quickly, since you can complete it in 30 minutes even if you watch the cutscenes. If you were looking forward to playing with a mate, you'll be disappointed to learn there's no online co-op. But the worst thing about this reboot is the reload mechanic. In the original, you had to shoot your light gun away from the screen to load a new clip. This little mechanic stopped the House of the Dead from feeling like a generic shooter, since it forced the player to be tactical when deciding when to reload while battling zombies. In this misaligned remake though, you can reload with the press of a button, removing all strategic gameplay. Number 9. Radical Heights Three years after Boss Key Productions was founded, the tiny gaming company released their first game, Lawbreakers. With most indie developers, it can take a while to find their footing and make a title that stands out. But Lawbreakers beat the odds by not only having Cliff Blazinski at the helm, but receiving positive reviews from the get-go. Players loved the first-person shooter's low-gravity mechanic, level design, and the creative weapons. But there was a problem. No one was buying it. Lawbreakers hemorrhaged so much money the company's founder didn't take a salary for two years. Panicked, Boss Key rushed out a battle royale game called Radical Heights, hoping to emulate the success of similar titles like Fortnite. But because the project's development was under nine months, it wasn't a surprise when the results were disastrous. The loading times were ridiculous, the character models looked incomplete, and the FPS rate is so abysmal it's almost Impressive. Bosky put so much emphasis on this inane travesty, gamers stopped playing Lawbreakers, forcing the developers to close its servers. With both titles ending in failure, Bosky was forced to shut down only a month after Radical Heights release. Number 8. Dead Rising 4 because Dead Rising 4 centered around the first game's original hero, Frank West, this sequel was touted as a return to form for the dwindling franchise. But due to the lack of co-op, trite writing, and contrived missions, this Capcom title was a swing and a miss. But if you're a devoted fan, you might still be inclined to check out the franchise's most recent outing, regardless of these problems. But be warned, Dead Rising 4 saves its biggest offense for the very end. Just as you're about to reach the climax, the game stops. If you want to access the last location and see the true ending, you have to pay for it. That's right, you can't win the damn thing unless you buy the DLC. Worse still, the downloaded content is downright awful. Even though the game received a Metacritic of 72-74% to on all systems, the DLC scored an abominable 47% due to its technical issues and repetitive gameplay. Because Dead Rising 4 sold less than half of what Capcom expected, it was clear that gamers saw this cash grab for what it really was. 
Number 7. Metal Gear Survive Metal Gear Survive was a massive opportunity for Konami to prove the esteemed franchise still had legs after its creator, Hideo Kojima, departed. Because Hideo Kojima fans felt like the visionary developer was shoved out of the company, you can understand why people were ready to hate this third-person survival title. Even if you take the controversy out of the picture though, boy was this a bad game. Because the main campaign revolves around zombies and parallel realities, it's easy to forget this story is a part of the Metal Gear saga. Konami also proved the franchise couldn't work without its founder, since Survive recycles Kojima's art from Metal Gear Solid 5. To add insult to, well, insult, the game requires a permanent internet connection to function and has the audacity to ask you to pay for save slots. With microtransactions like this lurking around every corner, it feels like the game was tailored to upset you. Instead of proving Konami could survive in a post-Kojima world, Metal Gear Survive may very well be the final nail in the company's coffin. Number 6. Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery When a franchise goes global, it's only a matter of time before it's merchandised into every conceivable medium. So when Harry Potter became a billion dollar phenomenon, it was no surprise when the cherished book series expanded into movies and games. Because any game with the words Harry Potter slapped on it will sell like butterbeer, you'd expect the developers over Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery to put a little effort into it, knowing it's going to be a hit no matter what. But on the surface, this mobile title looked like it was more than a calculated cash grab. Not only did this role-playing game have marvelous graphics and solid gameplay, it featured voice acting from the original film cast. Sadly, the game is let down by an over-reliance on microtransactions. Although you don't have to whip out your digital wallet to play, Hogwarts Mystery asks the player to make in-game purchases so often it's almost aggressive. There are also many occurrences where the game asks if you want to spend money to progress. If you refuse, you just have to wait half an hour to continue, ruining the flow of the gameplay. Considering the Harry Potter series has earned more money than Gringotts, it's ridiculous that gaming developers are keen on shaking even more cash from fans. Number 5. Evolve Upon its release, Evolve won many Game Critic Awards, including Best Online Multiplayer, Best Action Game, and Best Console Game. Based on the astounding promotional content, many players could see why Turtle Rock Studios' title was picking up all these accolades, and so they purchased the first-person shooter. But what many people didn't realize is that most of the features they saw in ads were locked in DLC. If you thought that was a dirty trick, buying all the downloadable content at launch sent you back $130 which is double the price of the game. And if you didn't make these transactions, you would probably get destroyed by a player who did, since the weaponry and characters in DLC gave players an unfair advantage. The outcry from disappointed fans was so relentless the developers were pressured to turn the game into a free title called Evolve Stage 2. Unfortunately, gamers were so devastated by Turtle Rock Studios' deception, the fanbase dried up almost immediately. With no one playing, the studio was forced to shut down the servers only three years after Evolve's launch. Which is a shame, because this should have been a good game. Number 4. Nintendo Switch Sports Wii Sports sold 82 million copies, making it the first game to outsell Super Mario Bros. 
Because it's the best-selling single-platform game and the Switch is the most successful Nintendo console, it'd be silly not to make a Wii Sports sequel for Nintendo's latest system. But after half a decade, the Switch follow-up to Wii Sports was nowhere to be seen. In a way, this fact reassured gamers. Nintendo is renowned for their patience, so it was obvious the company would release the title when they believed they'd perfected the controls and gameplay. So when Nintendo Switch Sports was released in 2022, you could practically hear the developers counting their money. And the reception for the game was… meh. Switch Sports isn't terrible, but it's bewildering how uncreative it is. As hard as it is to believe, the minigames feel like they've regressed since the days of the Wii. Players in the soccer minigame move slower than a dead tortoise, and the volleyball section keeps changing which character you control without telling you. What's worse is that Nintendo Switch Sports doesn't do anything inventive with motion controls. Considering Switch Sports titles like Ring Fit have found creative ways to use Joy-Cons in gameplay, it's so bizarre Nintendo didn't do the same for one of their most lucrative IPs. Number 3. Street Fighter 3 Third Strike Online Edition Ten years after Street Fighter 3 Third Strike debuted, Capcom decided to re-release the 2D fighter as an online title. Not only would fans get the chance to kick players' butts across the globe, the underrated gem would be arcade-perfect and filled with a bunch of worthwhile DLC. Sadly, Third Strike failed on its promise. Despite being advertised as being indistinguishable from the arcade version, SF3 Online Edition was a PS2 port. Even though Capcom was caught out in a blatant the threequel could redeem itself if the downloaded content was as good as it was implied. So what does the DLC entail? Well, extra costumes. Or to be more specific, palette swaps for each fighter. So if you think Ken might look better in purple, that's a thing you can accomplish. However, the person you're playing against can't see your DLC costume unless they purchased it as well, and vice versa. Have you ever heard of DLC that doesn't work unless somebody else buys it? Since these extra costumes don't appear when you look at the replays, there's no point spending actual money on them. Number 2. Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival When Nintendo realized how badly the Wii U was selling, the Japanese giant knew they had to do something drastic to keep the system afloat. Out of desperation, the company incorporated figurines called Amiibos, which can be used to transfer data in and out of certain games. Even though Amiibos have proven to be popular enough to be implemented by the 3DS and the Switch, there are just as many critics who see these action figures as a manipulative tactic to urge players to spend more money than they have to. It does work though. Nothing proves that idea more than Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Even though the Mario Party inspired title was a nice idea, it was let down by tedious gameplay and a lack of creativity. Because the whole game centers around the Amiibo feature, you can feel every aspect of the game begging you to use real money to purchase more figurines to heighten the gaming experience. Thankfully, most gamers were sensible enough to see through this pitiful charade. As a result, very few people bothered to buy the shoddy spin-off, making Amiibo Festival one of the worst-selling Animal Crossing titles ever. Number 1. Final Fantasy – All the Bravest Many Square Enix titles like Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy Dissidia fully embrace fanservice. However, these RPGs get away with it because they have magnificent graphics, 
solid character development, creative fighting mechanics, and an intricate story. But Final Fantasy All the Bravest is fan service at its worst. On paper, this mobile title sounds like the ultimate nostalgia trip. Not only does it incorporate dozens of iconic characters from the 2D Final Fantasy series, you can fight with a 40-person party. By comparison, previous FF entries only managed a 5-person party at most. For any RPG fan, battling legendary enemies like Ultras, Chaos, and Bahamut with an army of knights, black wizards, and white mages, it sounds like a dream come true. Too bad that All the Bravest has nothing to offer apart from nostalgia for 2D sprites. There's no story, no customization options, and no variety in gameplay. To top it all off, the game has in-game transactions that are so insultingly high, no one in their right mind would purchase them. All the Bravest was so universally reviled, one of the producers tried to defend it, stating that it's an app, not a game. However, this isn't true since apps by definition are fun or entertaining. Two words that nobody would use to describe this debacle. That's the end of our list, but let me know down in that comment section if you can think of any other shameless cash grab video games that everybody should really just avoid. As always, I've been Jess from What Culture. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you're liking, come say hi to me on my Twitter account where I'm at Jess McDonald. But make sure you stay tuned to us here for plenty more great gaming lists.